Hi, and welcome to She Geeks Out, a podcast where we geek out about all the things. I'm Rachel. And I'm Felicia. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hi, This is Rachel Murray, (laughs) co-founder and co-CEO of She Geeks Out, pronouns she, her, hers. Uh, this is Felicia Jadzak, because I guess we're sharing full names here today. <laughs> also co-founder and co-CEO, also use the pronouns she, her, her. Reporting for duty. Hi, guys. I'll introduce myself. I'm Deanna DiGiacomo, and I've never been on the podcast before. Welcome. Yay. Totally new voice. Um, pronoun she, her, hers. Uh, I'm a little familiar with the podcast because I've been editing the last several of them. Thank goodness for you. We'll be (laughs) editing this one to make us sound as brilliant and wonderful as ever. (laughs) Excellent. And last but not least, who else do we have here? Yes, I am. (laughs) I feel like I need to like do it. I am. I am (laughs) Fatima Denke and I use the she, her, hers pronouns. And Vienna, I don't think I ever knew that's how you pronounce your last name. So I'm actually glad we did a full name (laughs) introduction because I don't know what I was saying before, but it wasn't what you just said. You know, we're like a first name basis. (laughs) It is true. It is true. And this so this is a very exciting episode because this is episode number 100. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a special episode where Fatima and Vienna will be interviewing Felicia and myself. And Felicia, you should say what you said just before we... Yeah, happy to. So, um, I mean, I think in general, people who are listening at this point know that Rachel and I kind of prep a little bit. We should we do prep for all of our podcasts. And so we typically send over questions and make sure it's all good to go before we actually hit record. Um, so because the roles are a little reversed, this time around, Vienna and Fatima sent us questions last week. And I looked through them and I was like, oh, God. God, I have to prep for this because I don't know some of these answers off the top of my head. So I spent a little time this morning prepping and I have notes and Rachel has chosen to go the opposite way. So we're going to see how this plays are. out. No <laughs> and what, what I think is interesting is Rachel and I are very aligned on like 95% of what we do. So I'm really curious to see if this is where the 5% comes out in full force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited too. And I think what we agreed is so if everyone hears Felicia's answers first, we know why. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be going first. Um, and then that'll give Rachel a little time to think about her answers as well. And, and maybe Vienna can like edit it so that I answer some of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later about that, Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I guess this- we're going to toss it over to you two. Let's just yeah. get, this, let the, get, get it going and... Get this party started. Uh, yeah. This awkward party started. Let's Get do it. Party started. Uh, so we'll, we're going to start it off with the same question that you pretty much start the podcast off with when you have guests. What have you been up to? What's been going on? Yeah. So um, let's see. Today, as of the end of June, 2020, June 29th, June 29th, 2020, Rachel's like, I know this answer. 
I'm like, I, I can totally go first on <laughs> this like, one. <laughs> I know the answer to this question. Um, I will jump in and say that I have been um, just busy, you know, doing all the SGO stuff. We are very busy with helping to support our clients and our community. And when I'm not working, I have been um, trying to get back into working out. And for anyone who has been a longtime listener, I used to be much more active than I am now. I pretty much describe myself now as like a 90-year-old grandma who's trying to get into water aerobics for the first time. So (laughs) I've been trying to do a little bit every day, easing into it again after not doing anything for a long time. So I've been meditating and doing like some morning strength training and yoga. That's that's why you have that walker in the background. Oh yeah, indeed. (laughs) Uh, By the way, you're making fun, but Steve got me... um, walking sticks to go hiking <laughs> like those are actually really useful <laughs> I have them I own them anyway that's me what about you Rachel uh what have I been so it's June 29th it is currently eleven forty-six a.m pacific standard time just in case something dramatic changes between now and when this is released tomorrow um same um work has been really really intense um, I think we've, we went from when the virus hit, uh, we thought things were going to slow down a bit and we're like, summer Fridays, woohoo, and like <laughs> taking some us time um, and some reflection. And, you know, we definitely still do reflection, but, uh, you know, with the death of George Floyd and so many others and the protests coming you know, it's, uh, and uh, I, I think a great awareness from our community and companies, and as we all have seen, um, we have certainly, the the training side of things has picked up quite a bit. So it's been, I have, um, I have turned into a, a salesperson, so, which is terrifying. Um, but that is part of my job at this point, which is great, um, and also supporting community. And then on a personal note, um, I think for many of you, you know, I moved to San Diego, California from Boston in December. And uh, I am very happy to live here. Um, The weather is mostly very nice. And the people are mostly very nice. And the food is much too good. Um, And so from an exercise standpoint, I've committed to a 90-day Jillian Michaels program, which I am on day 11 of. So it's going great. So that's my my catch-up. So... That's awesome. I think since this is episode 100, we can do a little reflection and then say, how would you have answered that question five years ago? Yeah. So this is one where I had to go back to the archives to to look this up. (laughs) I literally pulled up my Gmail this morning and I was like, June 2015. That's (laughs) amazing. What was happening in your world? Yeah. So there's a lot happening in my world, I got to say. So um, June 2015, I would have just told my boss at my last company, my now friend Dexter at VMware, that I had, that I was planning to quit. And so uh, in May 2015, I'd gone out to California for a big conference that I was always part of. And um, I had a, a very 
deep heart to heart with him where I shared that I was going to be quitting to run SGO full time. And so June, I was basically in the middle of panicking about this fact that it was becoming real. And I told someone that was important and was basically setting in motion the fact that I was going to be leaving my company. Um, so it was no longer an idea. It was a reality. So I was doing a lot of budgeting. Um, and as Rachel knows, I did a lot of budgeting where I was basically trying to figure out um, how to make this happen. And I didn't end up quitting until the next year, but this is where it started to kind of come together. And so I was doing, you know, how much money do I spend right now? How much money uh, do I need to survive? And then how much money do I need to live comfortably? And I was sort of trying to figure out what the, what the best intermediary there was. And actually, as I'm talking, I just realized that that's slightly a lie. I didn't just tell my boss that I was quitting. I was only still telling myself in my head at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, so I was I was planning it mentally, um, but I hadn't actually told anyone yet. So scratch that previous part that I just shared. Um, but in another sort of side note, what was happening was Rachel and I were doing a lot of panels for She Geeks Out, and um, and so we were talking um, with groups like Just Us Gals, and also I was attending events like the Cambridge Dance Party and being in large groups of people with no fear of getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how times, how, what, how innocent we were back then. It was innocent times indeed. Um, well, I just went into my email, my personal email to do the same thing. I was like, what did I say when, in, within a one week period of now five years ago? Well, one is, so March of 2015 was when we rebranded and officially became a company, She Geeks Out. Um, so we sort of like officially got married in March. So we were, <laughs> so we're like post five years, which is great. Um, personally, apparently uh, I signed up for Weight Watchers at that time. <laughs> so good thing nothing's changed there really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I actually had another company that I was um, working on, which was, um, a, you know, passion for me, but uh not something that was really sustainable and I'm really glad to have moved on from it and to focus on this. So that was me in summer of 2015. Everything was pretty chill. So yeah, that the world wasn't quite on fire. It was an innocent time, 2015. It was a very innocent time. Oof. Obama was president. It was nice. But I think, you know, to Vienna's point, we were thinking about the reflection question and what it would look like how what your answer would be five years ago, what would it be three months ago? Because we know Oof. a lot has changed and you brought up recent events, Rachel. So three months ago, where were y'all at? I oh. know that's when COVID really hit and I mean, figuring things out. It was a well, dark time. Well before, well, before COVID, which I almost think is like a better, like right before COVID, yeah. I mean, we... We were like, we're growing, right? We had a bigger team. We we're like, you know, we're growing year over year. We're really excited. 2020 is going to be this really exciting year, new decade. You know, I think we were just like, we were like pumped for like what the future held for SGO. And, um, and I just can't help but continue to think is like, you know, make plans, God laughs. And like Felicia and I are both huge planners. And like, we like to plan our events like, at least six months out, you know, and that just doesn't happen anymore. So I think it's very different than what it is. No, I was just laughing because I was thinking um, 
five years ago when we were doing these events. And I still remember, I forget when it was, but at one point, Rachel had to sort of sit me down and be like, it's okay to not be planning things out a year plus in advance. Because I was like, let's get this going. Like, we know what we're going to be doing a year from now on the event side. And then you're like, it's okay. We need some flexibility. And I was like, why? We can just set it and forget it. Like, it's fine. Um, but yes, we're definitely planners. And I think to, you know, to go back to the previous question to tie it into this one, um, or the previous sort of, uh, the five years versus the three months, you know, five years ago, it was just me and Rachel and we were both working full time. Really what, what it was is that we were both working full time on other things and she geeks out was a side project. It wasn't even really, I mean, as Rachel mentioned, we had just sort of launched and we had rebranded and formed the company as of March, 2015. So we were a company, but it was really a hobby to be honest. Like yeah. it, was, it was a side thing. And so, you know, where we are today and even as of three months ago, it's our full-time livelihood. And, um, you know, we went from two people working together really closely for a very long time to having a team, having a larger team, having a smaller team. <laughs> um, and so three months ago, I think it was, you know, before Corona hit, we were really on this, this growth track, which was very exciting. And then, um, once corona did start to hit we were trying to figure out how to keep it going and how to survive and so it wasn't about how do we grow this year it was just how do we make sure we don't it doesn't all fall apart this year yep totally thanks you too i know like during those times i was a bit nervous because i was like i just started working with she geeks out what if i lose my job <laughs> 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 well, like, but, no the well, entire I mean, time like, really also was like i, mean, I just started working I, yeah <laughs> Oh, Vienna joined in January. Like, yes. You are actually almost at your one year anniversary with us, Fatima, which is Yes. Amazing. I'm so excited. Ooh, we made it. We made it. Well, let's not get let's, yeah, let's not get we don't know what's gonna happen in the next three weeks. I'd like to have this on record that <laughs> Felicia and Rachel have promised Vienna and Fatima. <laughs> That will be secured for the next five years. We'll come back. Oh. <laughs> hey, where did that verbal contract come from? <laughs> we would love, JK. I'm going to make it very clear. We would love nothing more than that. But, you know, if the earth ends up getting swallowed. If a fireball hits the earth, exactly. I don't want to track us down being like, <laughs> you promised. You know, people are talking, there's the murder hornet, there's the UFOs, there's the Sahara the Desert. Like, the math it's this uh -oh. the what the what like meth crocodiles or alligators wait oh wait. i think <laughs> i have not heard of this i, haven't I can't keep uh, i can't keep track of it all, all right vienna share and then felicia you need to give the correct answer of why all of this stuff is happening because you know what it is well the meth gators i'm assuming is a florida thing um just based yeah. on what else i know i mean um and yeah, I, I think a bunch of alligators or crocodiles got into a meth supply. I don't know if this is a really a true thing. I definitely saw something about it on Twitter. I'm going to assume it's legit, though. Before I get most I mean, if it's on Twitter, it's 100% true. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 2020. How I roll. <laughs> like it's 2020 that that tracks that tra <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure that this is a legit story that 
I'm not gonna remember all the details, but there were like monkeys that escaped from a lab carrying a virus of some sort. And I was like, didn't I watch this movie already? But it, it actually happened in 2020. <laughs> well, I think Felicia, Whoa. you need to t- t- tell us, you blew our mind. Yes, I will share. It's not my original thought, sadly, but on the Twitters, which as we just established is the source of all legitimate news, I saw a highly amusing thread, which basically posits that all of the issues that we're dealing with is the result of time travelers who keep, excuse my language, fucking things up and then traveling back in time to try and fix something and then they mess everything else up. So everything that we keep seeing and you know how like, for example, murder hornets was all of a sudden like the new big thing we had to worry about and then it disappeared. Time travelers. (laughs) It makes so much sense to me. It literally is the only thing that makes sense to me. (laughs) Moving on. Getting back into it. Um, What is the most valuable advice anyone has given you? All right. So I'll start off again <laughs> while Rachel puts her thinking cap on. <laughs> um, I, and, and I actually have two very standard answers for this. So I'll just share both of them, which I know I've shared before in other places. But the first is um, a piece of advice I got from my first boss ever. And um, he told me that it's okay to say that you don't know something and it's okay to make mistakes. And it's better to admit that you don't know something and learn from that versus trying to fake it. So that has been something I've always carried with me. And then the second big piece of advice I got, which has been really, really valuable, was in um, summer, no, it was in, maybe it was fall 2015, because I don't even know at this point what dates are anymore, as we've clearly established from my answer to the first question. But sometime, I believe in 2015, um, my former boss at VMware, Julia Austin, was telling me, I was basically talking with her about different career options I had, um, different possibilities, and I was asking her advice for what to do, and she had said at that point, you should do the third option, which you didn't mention, which is quit and do She Geeks Out full-time, and that was really, um, it's not even so much advice, but just permission that she gave me to really get all this sort of set in motion, so maybe that is what was happening in June 2015. I don't remember at this point, but Um, those two things have been really impactful for me. And I remember being like, oh my God, don't quit. I'm not ready. Like, we don't know. if I know. Everyone in my life was like, amazing, do it. And then Rachel was like, uh. I'm nervous. (laughs) You were one of the only people who said, don't do it. I was like, are you sure? (laughs) I was so nervous. I was like, oh, so much responsibility. I was like, I'm quitting. I'm doing (laughs) this. And then it took me a whole year. And I think, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not great with this answer because I, I mean, I, there's one piece of advice that um, I like to give out and I'm sure that it's because I've heard it from other people, but I can't give credit to who it is, which is like, just be like, and it sounds so freaking cliche, but it's so true. And I, but I like to give a very specific examples for just like, be kind to everyone, like everyone, like do not think that you are superior to anyone. Like that's just one thing. And then the other thing is no matter how busy it's related, like no matter how busy you get or you are, like answer your email, like answer every single email. Like don't be that person that just doesn't answer email. Like I will say I get, I'm like at a 99.5% rate on like answering every email, obviously not the spam, but like if someone actually like legitimately emails you, like, just email them back. Even if it's to say like, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This, I can't do this for whatever reason. Like it just makes such a huge difference. Um, and then 
work really work like SGO related, I would say like quitting my other business was uh, basically everyone, but my lovely husband was like, you should really quit your other business to do she geeks out full time. And Mark was like, no, you worked so hard on this. You put so much energy into this other thing. You have to see it through. I mean, and, it's a fair point. <laughs> but I, I did, I put, I did put a lot of energy in it, but sometimes it's like the law of diminishing returns. So, and I mean, obviously um, I wanted you to also quit, but yes. you know, it, definitely, it was the right, it was really the yeah. right it was the right course of action. And when a friend of mine who actually once, she, so I'm a serial quitter. Um, and so I will like, if things don't serve me, I'm happy to walk away from it. Like I have no, I, I'm, that's just not a hang up that I have. So, um, so, but I, and because of that, I have been called by a good friend of mine. She, I remember once a, many, many years ago, she called me a quitter. It was the first time someone sort of called me out on that. And uh, it was just, you know, whatever you can interpret that in many ways. Um, but she was someone that I reached out to that morning that I had called you, Felicia, to, to make that choice. And she was like, you gave it a good run. Like you can <laughs> let it go. And I was like, all right, if the person who's calling me a quitter says to do it, then yeah, I Yeah, thank God she it. gave her a thumbs up of approval. <laughs> and I know we've shared it before in other places, but I'll just repeat it really quickly again. I, we had just had this amazing event in New York, and I was headed back home before Rachel on the train. Um, Rachel called me, or Rachel texted me and was like, hey, can we talk? Which, as I think most people know, is one of my trigger phrases. It makes me so angry. Anxious and I start sweating immediately. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to call me to quit. <laughs> and at this point, I was already full force ahead on She Geeks Out. And I was nervous about it because um, Rachel was still running her other business and just trying to figure out what would happen. So I called and I was like, I'm in the quiet car at the train. What's happening? And she was like, I'm quitting. And I was like, yay. <laughs> And I was like, I'm gonna do SGO full time. Yeah, I didn't just say I'm quitting because yeah, that sorry. would have I, I, you, you. You didn't just say I'm quitting because I would have freaked out. You said <laughs> I'm I'm doing SGO full time, and I was like, Yay! <laughs> Five celebration. Right? Can you imagine it? I'm rising like when you're in the library and like you're trying to laugh but you can't because you have to be quiet. You like have I imagine you probably had so much joy, but you had to keep it in you. <laughs> and I I'm pretty sure Rachel was like. Okay. And I was like, I can't really talk. I was like, I guess she's happy. I'm not really sure. Rachel was like, like, never uh, mind. (laughs) Forget we ever said this. We have read this all. Uh, This is awesome. Just learning about you two. And you all, both of you spent so much time together. And I get to see how both of you are so much alike. So it's funny when like one person answers something and the other person is like, yeah. I agree. But I also think that because you spent so much time together, you've probably learned a lot of lessons, whether together or separately. So through your journey as business partners and also with SGO, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far? Yeah, this one was really hard for me to answer. I can go first. See, I, can, okay, see, I knew I could do this. I knew I could do this off the top of my head. I don't need to prep. <laughs> okay, miss answered second for the last couple of questions. Only because you kept jumping in. No, I'm kidding. The last one. No, that's true, actually. No, that's legit. That's legit. Um, uh, no, I forgot the question, but I definitely had an answer for it. So, oh, what I, how did I learn? Yes. So um, I have had... Uh, um, 
two other like business partners and one wonderful life partner. And I will tell you one thing that I learned, cause I will say, um, if you're thinking about going into business, I've done it alone. I've done it with a business partner. If you're thinking of it, I cannot stress enough, like how perfect this relationship is like having, and here's why, I mean, not only is Felicia like just completely like a good human, like the hands down, like in the good human club, but I will say like, cause I've also had business partners that are in the good human club, have someone who you feel like they will like they will like take a bullet for you. Like they will, like they will, and Felicia's like, that's not going to happen, but no. Like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I'm just laughing. I was, on mute. I was laughing because we've actually had this exact conversation before. And I remember yeah. jumping in and being like, well, well. <laughs> but see, but I, it's all metaphorically, although I don't know who knows, but like the importance of like trust in a relationship. I think when you're talking about a business relationship or, or a life relationship, whatever that is, like Felicia and I have been working together really since 2013. It's been um, seven years. Yeah, almost seven. Yeah, just about seven years. It's, I think it's maybe it's, exactly. Exactly. It might be. Yeah, because the event itself, I think, happened in like August or something, but we worked. No, together. it was June. It was June. Oh, it was June. Oh my gosh. Happy anniversary. Um, yeah. So like having someone that you can really, really, really rely on is so important. And it's, and so if you are thinking about running a business, it's very, very difficult to do it on your own. And it's also very, very difficult to do it with other people, but it's better to do with other people. If you are going to do it with other people, make sure that you have a long relationship with that person before really, really committing, whether that's like doing some projects, whatever. Like, I think it's just so important to do that work ahead of time because it really is a marriage. Like you are, and Felicia and I are 100% 50-50. Like it's not, um, you know, there's, there's no mistaking. This is a very equal relationship and it always feels that way. And, and so, yeah, that's my, that's my advice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I feel the same way. Um, I do feel really lucky because, and Rachel just alluded to this, but when we first met in spring 2013, it was just a random thing where we were putting on an event together and we didn't think it would turn into this. And I remember just being like, okay, you know, whatever. And then when I met Rachel for the very first time, she gave me a hug and I wasn't a hugger at that point. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, well, there's no hugging anymore any, ever again. Anyways. No hugging. Yeah. yeah. We're back to full circle, but I was like, okay, whatever, like whatever, just doing this event. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, but it really just turned into a really great working relationship, friendship, all the things. And so, you know, it really is like, I think I've said to many people actually that um, I'm pretty sure that, Rachel probably knows me better than anyone else, including my family at this point, just because we are like 24 seven, just all the things and we're sharing a brain and, you know, we have a personal friendship, we have the professional relationship, we've been working with each other for so long. And so it's just been really rewarding to see that not only have it mesh so well, but also, you know, we work at it. It's not, it doesn't always come easy. Um, and thinking about how our relationship has evolved over the last couple of years has been really powerful as well too. Um, 
my answer for this question was I had like different thoughts where I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was like the power of community question mark. Uh, people like me, LOL question mark. <laughs> the value of what we have to offer question mark. And then I wrapped up my question mark bullet list with how much it takes to replace an employee question mark. <laughs> But I think I like Rachel's answer better, so I'll go with ditto. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm actually glad that you mentioned it, the the working part, because that is the other thing about um, being in business with someone else, is that you, it is, you do have to work at it. It is not something that is just an easy thing. And especially as you grow and there's more people involved and more money involved and more decisions involved. It's really important to make sure that you are being really communicative and really honest and also really respectful of what, where the other person's coming from. Um, so yeah. Okay. I got, I got advice for days. <laughs> I like it. It's really convenient that you share a brain in times like this with these <laughs> questions. So well done. <laughs> um, all right. So you talk, you alluded to a little bit of some of the challenges um, that you faced, but looking back over the last five years, what were the biggest challenges as a business owner that have come up? Um, and I'm sure you can go all the way back to like the beginning with funding or within the last three months of everything else. Um, but I'll let you decide what's really biggest. Yeah, and I'm happy I mean, to wing it, but go for it, Felicia. <laughs> I'll, I'll start us off. I mean, I actually had a couple different, I had a few different ideas for this one because I think that, you know, it's not like, oh, this was the biggest challenge. They're all important and impactful in their own ways. And I think, you know, with the coronavirus and sort of the last however many months, three, four months that we've been dealing with here in the U.S. in 2020, I want to almost carve that out and put it aside <laughs> because that's a whole other thing to episode. get into. <laughs> whole other episode. But besides that, um, I think that when we were first starting out, funding was really challenging for us. Um, one thing that we've always sort of, I think, been proud of, at least I've been proud of, is the fact that we've never put our own money into She Geeks Out and we don't have any outside investment. Um, Nor did we put any of our parents' money either, to be yes. clear. Everything has been client Yes, from, from day one, which from is, I think, one. really unique. And it's not a story that you hear very often in the startup space. And so the story that more commonly is out there is, oh, you know, I went for my angel investment and my Series A round and the this and the VC, da, da, that. And we definitely tried to do that at the beginning and we're very quickly shut down. And it was not a thing. It was not really an avenue that was open to us. Um, and we were in this sort of unique position where because we started with events, we were always making money in some way. And so we kind of used that money to get us started. And, you know, the other thing that I don't really think I'd ever thought about because unlike Rachel, I had never started a company before. And um, while my parents were in business for themselves, it was just a totally different industry and a different, a, a different sort of set of experiences. And so I just hadn't even realized that like it takes money to start a company. <laughs> like you have to file paperwork and like pay people things and there's lawyer fees and all sorts of stuff. And, um, and so we were lucky to be able to do that with 
the She Geeks Out money that was already there and we didn't have to pay for it ourselves. Um, so I think that was a big challenge in the beginning. I think a current challenge is dealing with our various cats as they like to wander into our workspaces as we work from home. Um, but other than that, uh, and I'm joking because Rachel just got Zoom bombed by her, by her cat, <laughs> Monty. Um, I think the other two major challenges that came to mind when I was thinking about this question were, um, I think just in general, getting taken seriously as a woman-owned, woman-centric company. Definitely. You know, we definitely got a lot of sort of, I don't know, pushback is the right way, right, right word to describe it. But just, you know, I felt, I, I still feel that in a lot of ways, especially in the earlier stages of our, our business journey, um, we just weren't taken seriously because we're two female founders in the beginning before we brought in the training piece to what we did. It was very women focused and women centric and so it was kind of like oh whatever like have fun doing your little events over there um you know come talk to me when you develop an app or whatever and so <laughs> i think that was a big challenge for us um and then i think the final challenge was pivoting in a sense to bring in the diversity equity and inclusion training because it was something that we didn't start off with when we first started she geeks out and when we started doing the training in 2017, we already had a few years under our belt and we had really good brand name recognition and really good feedback for our work in the community event space. And so, you know, that was definitely something where we worked really hard to not just only deliver the training and sort of put it out there, but also to put our voices out there and explain why anyone should listen to us and why we were, you know, we were in this space and why we were doing it. And 2017, I really remember is like a year where we sort of just really focused on that and establishing ourselves in the space. And so I think those were sort of the major challenges beyond 2020, which is a whole other shit show. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. And I would just add that, um, with growth, you know, I, I've had some experience managing people. Um, I think Felicia's had a little bit of experience and, but there's nothing like managing people when it's your own company. And, um, you know, there's, it's just, a, it's a completely different, um, it's like a completely different skill set almost. Um, and so I think for us, just learning while we're literally teaching, you know, we're, so we're educating ourselves, we're trying to educate other people in this space, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it, but it's, it was, it's hard, you know, people are, everybody's different and everyone um, comes to, to, to the workplace in a different, in a different way and shows up in a different way. And it's been, for me, I will just really speak for myself, just a wonderful, like truly, truly wonderful, like learning experience, just trying to, to just be a really good support system while also, you know, working on growing the team and also the, the, the company as well. I think for me, that's probably been like the biggest challenge. Um, yeah. You know, but I love a good virtual. I thought I wasn't going to go to any of the events anymore, but coronavirus hit. Now I'm like, I'm at all of our events. So that's nice. Awesome. 
That's amazing. So with all of the challenges, I know you probably had some many wins, not just some. And one of them we kind of talked about is that you are five years young and strong, right? <laughs> so as we're celebrating that, what does it mean to you as business owners to celebrate this five-year anniversary? Yeah, I... <laughs> I love this because we're a little complicated and we have a couple five-year anniversaries. True. So I, I want to just kind of go through them. So we've already touched on this a little bit already. So I don't think people will be surprised by this. But the first five-year anniversary that I think of as a business owner is actually June 2018. Uh, so two years ago. And that was the anniversary of our very first event where um, we basically put on an event and people actually came. <laughs> so that was the first kind of anniversary. Um, and what we did in June 2018, I feel was really special because when we launched She Geeks Out as She Geeks Out the business, that was in like March, April of 2015. And we had a a couple sponsors. One of them was Kogo Labs, which is still in Kendall Square in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And so they were actually the sponsors of our June 2018 event. And so they just went all out and they were like, you know what, we're going to really like celebrate the fact that this is the five-year anniversary of you coming together and, and having any kind of community for, for people in the Boston area. So that was a really special moment and a special time that I, I remember really fondly. Um, we had a lot of rosé. We had a cake with, uh, with our faces on it. Um, a ton of people, really good, good stuff. And so that was really great. The other um, anniversary, which I think is more meaningful from the sense of us as She Geeks Out the Business itself, is March 2020. Um, so March of this year also known for coronavirus in the U.S., but for us, it was our five-year anniversary of incorporating as a business. Um, and so I think that was a really big deal for me because um, there's a lot of research out there that, sh that says that over half of new businesses fail during the first year alone. And I did a little bit of research this morning and it shows, or I should say it shows, um, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics did some research around this and said that approximately 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open, 45% during the first five years, and then 65% during the first 10 years, and only 25% of new businesses make it to 15 years or more. And so oh I Oh my feel, God, there's so much pressure. I know. I was like, I thought we made it, but I guess we haven't made it quite as <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really felt like once we hit March 2020, it also kind of put us out of being a startup, quote unquote, into being a small business. And we have made it past those other companies that may have fallen by the wayside. So that's that's what it's meant to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I have that much more to add. I just, I agree with everything that you, that you said. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to have the opportunity to, to, you know, have a quote unquote, have a job, right? Like whatever we made this job, but like have this job that I genuinely believe has tremendous impact. Um, and I love seeing our, our journey from starting out of being like, we're going to be an apolitical group that helps women in tech. That's just, you know, helping folks get some jobs and like that to like, no, we are going to be very clear in that. We believe that, um, that creating inclusive spaces is, is just 
so important in in every sense of the word and like just being able to um you know wake up every day and be like wow not only do we get to do this but then we also have this fantastic team that we get to work with who i just am so grateful for and have this wonderful community and our ambassadors and and our clients you know just just so committed to making the world better it's like it is it's incredible and um i'm just very grateful so i like just seeing that transition in the past five years just that's just been awesome and honestly i i mean just kudos to the the company that you've you've built it was really um exciting for me to get to join a team that i think really worked so hard to serve people um in such a beautiful way and help them create spaces and careers that they only dream of so uh yeah well done thanks piana thank <laughs> you for being a part of the team I love it here. Never be not we literally pay you to say that. <laughs> but we both said something at the same time. What did you say, Felicia? Oh, I was saying we're not coercing her to say that. Oh my God. And I said, we're literally paying her to say that. <laughs> I will take my uh, check in the mail. <laughs> it's direct deposit. So, you know. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. So we talked a little bit about the business side. But let's get real personal. Oh, How has your personal life changed over the last five years? I feel like Felicia's got way more personally than I know. me. So I'm just going <laughs> to put myself on mute. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start then. Um, okay. So five years ago, I was living with a roommate that I used to be friends with in high school and thought that that meant that we would be friends um, as adults in their 30s and realized after she moved in that that was not the case. Um, I was living in Somerville and I used to go rock climbing at Brooklyn Boulders all the time. I was trying to be very hipster. Um, I did not own my cat yet. I did not have Jean-Luc Picat in my life, which is insane. You mean you weren't a cat mom? There's I was no not a cat mom. You're right. I was. I don't own him. He, he owns me. If anything, um, I was trying to date a chef long distance, <laughs> and I, I say trying because I was failing really hard at it, but working real hard to make it happen. Um, I was also going out a lot, dancing at clubs that don't exist anymore in the Boston area, <laughs> um, and so where I am today is I live a little bit, not, not too far away, but I live in Medford. Um, I don't really go out anymore because first of all, <laughs> Corona, but also I'm like an old lady now and I can't stay up late anymore. Um, and I have a lovely fiance, Steve, who I mentioned earlier, um, who is not a chef, but basically has become my personal chef. And so he just cooks for me all day, every day. Um, I'm a little fatter than I was in 2015. <laughs> don't bend all my clothes, but much happier, I think. Oh, so nice. I love Steve. I'm a big fan. Good job. Yeah, and those scones you bought that one day in the office. <laughs> I know. See, that's the, that's the downside of us not being in spaces near each other. Right. You, I can't, A, I can't give away the food that he makes, so I don't eat it. And B, you can't eat the food, unfortunately. And I was going to ask, the chef that you were dating, did they, long distance, did they send you food sometimes or no? <laughs> Let me like tell you, Fatima. <laughs> 
we don't have time to go into the sordid uh, past okay. of my of my dates. Mm-hmm. But the very short answer is no. I managed to get him to cook for me like once, and it was not good. And he ended up moving back to Massachusetts, and I thought I had won whatever game I was playing at, and it did not work out. Let's just keep it short. Um, okay. Well, we love some Steve. So. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right. I mean, and, and yes, I have, I have been with Felicia through, through all the ups and downs. Well, not all Ooh, of them. A lot no, of them. A, a lot, lot of, of the them. Ups and, <laughs> and I'm just really, really grateful that you found a good one because mm. you were not dating good ones. So good job. Thank um, you. Uh, so I, I'm actually turning 45 in a few months. So I, five years ago, was like turning 40. Gross. No, it's fine. It's awesome. The alternative is worse. I know. Fatima's literally like has her head. I'm like, we have to ask a question about internalized ageism. I know. <laughs> it's so real. That's why I had to stop myself because I was like, no, this is amazing. So a big difference personally, I'm growing my hair out gray. Very exciting. Been going gray. Uh, I've actually been gray for like 20 years. So I'm stopping dyeing my hair thanks to the Rona. I was like, oh, I don't need to. This is going to be one of my other ways of smashing the patriarchy. Thank you, Fatima, for clapping. You're me. welcome. I love your gray. <laughs> I do. But, I'm know. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> and I realized that it's going to take probably the by the time we have a, a vaccine is when it's all going to be gray because it ta- it's like a 12 to 18 month process. So it's going to be a process. Um, I moved, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm in San Diego. That's probably the biggest life change. Um, so happy. Really, really, really so happy. And uh, we're buying a house, which is also great because apartment living without any uh, windows that open is uh, not great during the Rona. Um, so really, really looking forward to having some outdoor space. So those are the big changes in my life. And um, my and my husband is just, he's just getting better with age. I just love him more and more every day. So that's nice. He's also a good one. He is a good one. He is. I don't know anything about wine because I don't drink, but what's the saying about wine? You get fine. What? It gets better when it gets better with better. age. Better there with we go. Age. There we go. I was like, what is the phrase? I can't change. Yes, jeez. Wine and cheese. Well, most wine. cheeses. Wine and cheese. <laughs> yeah, not all cheese. Not the Kraft American. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, that oh, probably that, that stays forever. That stays fresh forever. Just don't yeah. wrap the Actually, even if you unwrap the plastic, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. So how have you grown or changed as a facilitator, as an employer, as a person? I know both of you sort of are heads of each part of our company Rachel, you're head of community. Felicia, you're head of training. And sometimes you both do both. Well, yeah, in a way. So yeah, what, what, what does that look like for you? And even as a person, how have you grown? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just so funny because when we initially started doing these events way back when, um, our roles were split, but more just focused on the community side. And so I used to handle all like the sponsor relationships and Rachel was more on the, you know, actual people community side and doing a lot of the same work that she still is supporting us with, with the financials and the legal stuff and all the stuff that I don't like to think about very much. Um, But 
we didn't have the training part of our business. And so that's been a huge area of growth, I think, for me at least. Um, I was doing some stuff like public speaking and, and talking about this, these topics around DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion in my old job, but it wasn't my job and it wasn't something I was trained in or had a lot of experience in. And I was just kind of talking and speaking up because I felt like it was important. Um, and so I went from that to actually doing this work um, you know, sort of full-time, really being a facilitator, working with groups, understanding how that work plays out and understanding more about myself. And so I guess I've just really learned a lot about who I am personally and how I show up in spaces and, and the value that I can bring to these conversations. Um, and I think too, as well, we we're talking about the transition in terms of our small two-person team to a larger team. Um, and I think that experience has really helped me gain um, confidence and sort of helping to understand a bit better as to not trying to be perfect in any way, but just be really clear about, you know, what each of us has to bring to the table and how we can support each other. That's so nice. Um, I think for me, when I think about five years ago versus now, I think the biggest difference and, you know, I've said it before, it's, I know it's a little tongue in cheek, but it's the reality is like, you know, I've, I've discovered my whiteness, you know, I like, I really have, I mean, you know, I don't want to thank Trump, but I thank him for that. I think I just didn't have a good awareness of it, despite my upbringing, which was, which was, um, you know, I was, I didn't grow up in a, in a particularly white neighborhood at all. Um, but yeah, I think that um, doing this work and just being honest and, um being vocal and trying to use my privilege to speak up and recognize that, you know, we, we do have a community and, you know, we, and it's not, is it the largest community in the world? No, that's fine. But we have, we have some privilege and we have a voice and, you know, and I'm just, I think I, I went from, if Felicia knows this, I do not like public speaking, or I did not like public speaking. I also have to reframe that too, because I'm obviously comfortable with it, more comfortable with it now than I certainly was five years ago. But I think I'm trying to be more comfortable with, um, with just, uh, you know, owning who I am and, and trying to, yeah, just use my voice for good. I think that's probably the, the biggest change the growth change over the past five years and then from an internal company perspective yeah just like doing my very best to try to live by the like the platinum rule versus the golden rule which i love so for those who are listening who don't know it's the golden rule is treat others the way you want to be treated the platinum rule is treat others the way they want to be treated and that's just a, such a powerful mind shift um i think especially when you're an employer um, so yeah, just continuing to, to grow and help and not be an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah. Can I share something really quickly too on that note? So, um, just cause it's really, this whole conversation has been great to make me think about just really reflect where we started from and where we are today. And so I think it was one of our, maybe it was like our third event that we ever ran. Rachel reached you out to me. You tell this story all the I time. I love it. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> and at the time it was actually three of us. It wasn't just the two of us. There was another woman, Nicole, who was helping out as well. And so, and she was like not into public speaking 
at all. <laughs> so she wouldn't even leave the registration she table. God bless. <laughs> she was like, I am happy to hold down the registration. Um, and so Rachel emailed and was like, I can't handle this. Like I, I didn't scream it. Why do you always make it out? Like I screamed. That's how it? I interpreted it in the email. <laughs> and that's my experience. Um, <laughs> and I forget, maybe you had just started your, maybe you had just quit your other like big full-time job and you started your other stuff. Yes. Even quit for she geeks out, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'll public speak." And it was just so funny because you went from being like, "I don't want to public speak at all," to being like, "Okay, I'll come in for raffle prizes only." And then that was like your big thing. You were like, "I love doing the raffle prizes," and then now you're just like out there doing all the things. It's great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She's not lying. I don't remember screaming about it, but I probably no, no, no. It was definitely, I'll have to see. I don't know if I can even find the email at this point. It's probably my old That one. would actually be amazing if you could um, find that email. But there, I remember a lot of like exclamation points, which is definitely your jam anyway, but. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, what's something that you've had to let go of as a business owner? There's definitely a lot of ways that you've grown, but is there anything that you've had to, um, either in the work or expectations or anything like that, what's something that you let go of? I mean, I can, I can go first with this one. I think right now, again, sort of the planning thing, like Felicia and I are both huge planners. Like really that's like, we're planning McPlanisters. That's just how we roll. So I think letting some of that go has been really huge. And then I think also an, uh, an expectation setting, uh, I'll never forget, we got a business coach, I think like when we first started offering the training and the coach sort of like walked us through like like a dream annual like revenue amount, which in retrospect for any business is like paltry, like tiny. And I literally cried. I was like, there's no way we could ever make this really tiny amount, like relatively tiny amount of money. It's more money than I could ever imagine making as a business. And like letting go, I think of those fears of success and, and, and like the idea that we, we actually deserve what we're bringing in because it's a value to people. I think that mind shift of like, oh, I'm just so grateful that anyone is deigning to work with us, shifting to, no, we actually provide some pretty significant value. We work really hard. We're bringing years of experience. We're really dedicated. We're really, um, you know, there's a lot of pluses and that's what people are paying for. And we are head and shoulders, I think, you know, top notch in that, especially when I look at other companies and the way they work in the world. Um, and so I think that mind shift has been tremendous. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I agree with that. And, and that moment and that sort of journey we've taken has been really powerful too, because, you know, whether it's just our personal backgrounds or the fact that we are both women who came from the tech industry, which is not mm -hmm. necessarily super supportive. Um, I think it was, there was a lot of imposter syndrome and being like, oh, we're so lucky. And it's like, no, we work really hard for this and we deserve yeah. it. Um, the other things I'll add to what you just shared, Rachel, are 
one thing I love about you is that you have a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, it's really great in a lot of ways. Um, and then part of me, my little orderly, planful soul is like, ah, <laughs> so many ideas. So um, in general, we've, we've had a lot of different things come up over the years and there's certain things that we've had to let go of here and there. And that's been tough is, and again, sort of tying it back to the business journey, like realizing that sometimes something is really fun or really awesome, or it makes a lot of sense, um, sort of like from a soul perspective, but from a business perspective, it doesn't. And that's always a really hard tension to hold. And so there's been things that we've had to put aside that we've really loved. Um, and so that's been one thing. And then I think the other thing, and I, I guess this ties back a little bit to what you were sharing, but just in general, like the idea that we have to be perfect, because, you know, like you look at some of the other companies that are out there or these people that are out there and you're like, they're not perfect and they're doing, they're doing just great. And so I think owning that idea of imperfection and being vulnerable and transparent about it has been really, really powerful about that. And I think in general, from a personal standpoint, like I've always really strived for a lot of different reasons to be perfect and just realizing that in some cases it's just, it's literally not physically possible. And if we were to work, you know, 24 seven, literally, then maybe we could be perfect, but there's other things in our lives that we want to do. And so it's okay. Like we're still going to do a really good job. We're not going to slack off on stuff, but that it doesn't have to be completely, you know, utmost perfection. Well, and also like realizing that, sure, we could try to work, you know, 15 hour days every day for uh, the foreseeable future, but we know that we would burn ourselves out and, you know, and also would be setting the wrong expectations for the other lovely people that are on this episode. So, um, you know, we, I think for us to show up as our best selves, we have to be able to give ourselves some grace and some space not that I did that this weekend, but it's fine. Every weekend is different. <laughs> oh, those are such great responses. It's just hearing what you had to let go of, but also realizing like how personal beliefs and ideas sort of sometimes seep in the professional world and how do you sort of separate that. Sometimes you can't because you bring, you're bringing yourself to work. And so what does it look like to unlearn those things? And so with that, I know you probably didn't just wake up and was like, I'm going to let go of the belief that we can't make money, or I'm going to let go of the belief that we can't be perfect. And in those moments where you are unlearning and growing, I'm sure you probably had some awkward moments. Maybe there were moments related to some of those things that you just shared or other moments. So what would you say has been the most awkward moment especially being like the co-CEOs of SGO. <laughs> <laughs> this one was easier for me to answer than some oh, of the other did. questions that you gave us. Um, yeah, I have a couple that came to mind very quickly, uh, sadly. Um, so a couple years ago, we were running an event at a company and as I was talking, I heard this collective gasp of horror because what happened was I put my laptop down in a not great place and it basically was like sliding slowly backwards off the podium like a horror show and so people were like screaming and so and I had no idea why I thought they're just gasping in delight at the things that I was saying to them um my laptop still has a dent in it but it still works so that was great um I also <laughs> the one moment that just comes to mind <laughs> is um, 
we were doing an event in New York. It was a happy hour. And so when we started out, we were just in Boston. And then we started doing events in New York in the fall, winter of 2016. And so this was a new company. We'd never worked with them before. It was mostly people in the community who came to the event that we didn't know. And so we were just kind of gathering everyone together and sort of introducing ourselves. And Rachel and I have, you know, as you may imagine at this point, a pretty pat shtick that we kind of trot out. We're like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And so I started this off and I was like, hey, I'm Rachel Murray. <laughs> and then I had to stop and laugh my ass off because I was like, first of all, <laughs> why did I say that? <laughs> Wishful Secondly, thinking. <laughs> probably. Um, secondly, <laughs> if I had kept going, they wouldn't have known. And in retrospect, I kind of wish I had just kept going. And then I don't know if you would have like done it too, Rachel, if you would have jumped in and been like, I'm Felicia Chadzak. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but I had to stop and be like, I'm not Rachel. I don't know why I said that. You don't know me, but that's not my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very terrible. And I think the last one that came to mind was when I started doing, um, when I first started doing trainings, um, so because I use Mac products and I have an iPhone and I have a, lap a Mac laptop, um, it's all synced up together. And I still remember one of the very first trainings I did, I started getting text messages from someone that I was dating and they were popping up on the screen. It only, like only one or two popped up before I shut it down really quickly. And luckily it was nothing bad, but I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned I, I shut everything down now when I do trainings but yeah, oh my god I, I love that all of ours is just related to public speaking because you know the one I'm gonna give I hope so <laughs> yeah and I we still are unsure exactly which one it was we have different viewpoints I was I'm convinced that it was one at Amazon you're convinced it's the one at Valir and I honestly don't remember or maybe I'm it sure. was both it was probably both let's be real <laughs> where I'm, yay, I love public speaking. So I'm going up and I'm talking and Felicia's right there with me. And I'm like, hey, everybody. And it's a lectern, right? And so there's uh, a microphone. Felicia's like literally like laughing right now. So hard even though we've told this story like a million times. Like there's, there's like a light at the lectern and there's a mic at the lectern. And I'm totally 100% just talking directly into the, the, the light. I'm using that light as a mic so hard. I'm holding, I probably, I'm not holding on to it, but I'm like deep into just talking it right into that light. And then Felicia just turns to me. She's like, um, Rachel, uh, you're talking into the light. I'm in front of like a hundred people. And I just think that that is really, that really embraces the awkward. That is, I embrace yeah. it. <laughs> no, it was, it, that's one of my most favorite memories. And yeah, we'll have to just, if only we could really go back in time and figure it out, but maybe it was Amazon. Maybe it was both. I don't know, but I just remember looking over because no one could hear you. That's, I wouldn't have said yeah. just that there, no one could hear you. <laughs> Which is kind of and an you were like part. talking away. I was light. like, I was like, mm, <laughs> this is a lamp. <laughs> I was like, this is a lamp. I love lamp. That's why I moved to San Diego because of that line in the Anchorman movie. So yeah. that was definitely like tops in the awkward camp, but I'm sure I've also done a lot of other awkward things that I can't think of right now, but that's number one. That is amazing. I've never heard that story before. Oh, you're welcome. I yes. really love that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you are most awkward. <laughs> um, 
All right. So this next question is something that we do in my family every night at dinner. And I ask your peak and your pit. So your peak, what's been your best moment, your pit, the worst moment um, of being part of SGO? Yeah, this was hard because I, I actually had a couple peaks. <laughs> so I had like a bunch of them. I'll just run through really quickly. Some of them we've already talked about. So I think the, the, um, the event that we had in, I want to say March, April, whenever it was in 2015, when we, so, and actually let me back up a little bit. So when we first got together, um, we were branded as the Boston Grill Geek Dinners. And so that's how we were known for what is it like a year or two before we rebranded. And so at that point we had a lot of really good credibility. People knew us and we had a lot of sort of oomph behind the name. And so when we decided to form the company and rebrand as she geeks out, we were really nervous about it because we weren't sure if people would appreciate it or if they would hate it or if they would hate that we were a company and all this stuff. And so um, when we had this event, it was like, we kept, hyping it up by being like oh it's gonna be a big surprise big surprise come to this big surprise and and so um that was probably I think the only event that I've ever felt like I was gonna be physically ill at and I was I remember Rachel checked in with me beforehand was like how are you feeling and I was like I think I'm gonna throw up like I don't feel good about this um and it was just the opposite it was just such a wonderful event and people were so excited about the name and everything was going on and no one had any ill words to say about our our new venture so that was a, a really amazing moment um I think one or two other ones where we had our very first event or I should say not our very very first event but like one of our first real big events in New York City with Digital Ocean and it just had such an amazing feel it really made I think both Rachel and I feel like we were back in June 2013 in Boston um, and then we already shared the story, but Rachel quitting her startup on the train where I was like, yay, that was a peak moment for me. Because at that point I had been um, full-time on SGO for like a couple, maybe two months or so. And, you know, it was definitely a huge shift in my life. And um, I knew Rachel was really committed and supportive, but it, there's nothing that can replicate having someone be full in, all in with you at the same time on the same project. So that was a huge moment for me personally. Um, but why don't I pause there? I'll, I'll pass it over to Rachel to see where her peaks are. And then we can talk about our pits. Yeah, those were all, I agree. Those were huge peaks um, also. And yeah, that that New York event that you mentioned was the night before I had called you on the train. That's where you're going. That was that particular event was that, and, and just remember so clearly, like November 30th, 2016. <laughs> so clear in my mind. Um, and yeah, so that was, that was also huge. Everything you said was huge. I think honestly, and I know it sounds a little, it might sound a little corny, but it's really true. And, and I know Felicia feels the same way as anytime we ever, ever get any sort of email from someone or any sort of feedback where they're like, I wasn't going to come to this event. I was really feeling low, whatever it was. And this event made me feel so good. I felt like I really found my people. Like I just felt, I felt so connected. Anytime we get those is like, oh, right. This is why we do this. Like period. Like this is why we do this. Mm -hmm. Like to me, those are all peaks. 
Yeah. And I think Rachel and I are both in the same boat where um, whether it's virtual or in person, a lot of times we're like, oh, we don't want to go to this yeah, event. Totally. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have no desire to ever go to any like, event. Oh, I hate events so much. And then we go to the event and we're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and we're always like, especially when it was in person, I remember we would just be like, okay, so I'm going to leave right after the last speaker. Cause like, I just want to go home and I'm really tired. And then we're like closing down the space yeah, at like exactly. nine 15 PM. And be yes. like, oh, we have to leave. What? Yeah. Um, so that's also been really wonderful. And just, yeah, just hearing from people it's, it's, you know, again, like I think everyone wants to know that what you do is important, but really hearing how, what, we're doing can literally change someone's life. And I know that sounds so like pretentious in a way, but it's true. And it can really change people's lives. Like whether it's they met someone um, who's a friend or a connection or whatever else, or they had a terrible day that changed their day or they got a job or whatever it is. It's just been really powerful. Um, yeah. Pits. Um, <laughs> I mean, as a small business, there's all sorts of stuff. And I think, Corona, again, a whole different conversation. That's, I think that that second week in March was probably really hard um, in terms of the worst moment of SGO. Um, I think the other worst moment was just, you know, being really honest. Like we had to let one of our team members go when we were first in the sort of initial stages of, of reacting and sort of dealing with the new reality of coronavirus and that was really really hard um Rachel knows like I spent hours trying to figure out how to make this work and it was it was that was really really difficult um yeah I think that's probably my worst moment yeah I was actually gonna say the exact same pretty much the exact same thing and and I and like on the flip side like the peaks are like you know having having this team is just it's amazing. And I think that, that, yeah, the pits for sure has been losing anyone that we brought on has been, has definitely been, um, a bad experience, um, for us, obviously worse for the other folks. Um, but yeah, hated, hated that. Yes. Yes. Man, I feel like I'm supposed to ask another question. <laughs> Everyone Sorry. take a deep breath in four, seven, eight, breathing. <laughs> that no, thank you all so much for sharing that. Cause obviously Vienna and I, I know you all don't care for us to be like the our bosses, but for the sake of language, <laughs> right? Just to hear you all share that and then imagining like I know Vienna joined January and then I'll be a year in July, which is like two days from now mm -hmm. um and just thinking about also how it was hard for us to be like how do we navigate you know communicating with each other being there for each other and supporting one another and one thing i would say is that you know since joining the team i think both of you have done a great job of being very transparent and also being like we this is what happened this is how we communicated and please feel free to talk and communicate with people as well. So I've, I've never felt like disconnected from other folks. Obviously we're not working together right now, but wanted to name that because I appreciated that as well during those hard Thank moments you. for you, for the both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that said, I know earlier I was making a joke being like, hey y'all, so we're gonna be here for five more years. 
we don't know what anything holds, especially with everything that's happening and people going back in time, time traveling. We don't know. We don't know if we'll still be here. You should get it together. <laughs> right. But if the time traveling thing works out and SGO is still here in the next five years, what do you think the next five years holds for SGO? What gonna to, is next? We're going to have to get into some climate change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Naps over here. I like that answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope that we're here in the next five years because I don't want to have to do another job. I love this one too much. Um, but, you know, like Rachel and I talk a lot, and we've said this many, many times over the last couple of years, is that we'll keep doing what we're doing until it doesn't make sense anymore. And if it ever gets to a point where – we're not providing value or if the world magically <laughs> moves on in some way or time travel just really screws it up and we're, we're dealing with survival, like whatever happens, <laughs> like then we'll shut down, but, and we'll stop doing what we're doing or we'll continue to pivot. But, you know, I think that um, as you were saying, Rachel earlier, we're both such planners. <laughs> and so this question is so hard to answer because I still remember I want to say it was um, a couple months ago, but it was like sort of maybe March, April. And so typically what Rachel and I've been doing for the past five to seven years is we do um, at least half, twice a year, if not quarterly, like strategy sessions where we sort of come together, we plan out what's going on and we assess. And so we had the strategy session and we both were just like, how are we supposed to plan for a world that we don't know what will happen in the next day, let alone the next year the rest of this year so i think that's it's a little hard because we're in such a time of transition right now just as a society but i hope that we continue to just grow and support people and help people and provide value in some way yeah i agree with all of that i mean i would like to think that our services will no longer be needed in five years but um <laughs> i would like a screenshot of fatima's face to that. um you know i mean yeah that's yeah that's that's the dream right like get ourselves out of a job and then Felicia and I can open up a coffee shop. I guess. I don't know. Assuming that, you know, that's a thing. I know. All of our like happened. backup plans are in disarray given that <laughs> some of these industries don't exist anymore. Yeah. So who, who knows? But I, I think the reality is unfortunately we'll probably still have these, these issues because humans are humans. And so it'll just be continuing to, to provide avenues of and inroads for for people to discover ways to be better to each other thank you um i'm really excited that i get to ask this question oh boy <laughs> um, what are you currently geeking out about <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because I, right before the, before we started recording, I shared something that I wasn't necessarily going to share, but it is something that I am really genuinely geeking out about. So for anyone who has been listening for a while, I love my wine. And so I am, uh, I'm geeking out about this book called uh, The Naked Mind, which does a little deep dive into why we drink and sort of asking some good questions. So I'm going to be doing an experiment in the month of July. So for any of you who do know me and who are emailing with me during that time, if I act irrationally in any way, hopefully I won't. I can't imagine that I will be mean Without, the, without drinking wine. Oh, I know. Actually, yeah, I feel like the three people that are on this 
particular <laughs> video call will let me know if I'm, if I'm not good. But anyway, so, <laughs> but yeah, I would say that's probably what I'm geeking out about the most right now. I think it's, it's a really good time, especially given the, the way of the world to do a little bit of self-reflection. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm tired of not doing that and, you know, blaming any behaviors on external forces. So. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us posted how it goes. Well, um, I am currently geeking out about like summer activities in a time of quarantine. <laughs> so, um, so my original summer plans were I was actually supposed to be on a road trip right now. I think maybe even in San Diego at this moment. In time. Yeah, that's right. Because um, I was supposed to be in Canada and Alaska. Yeah. yeah so that's obviously not happened. Nope. <laughs> um, and so looking forward to a um, summer spent mostly at home, I've been really trying to investigate like what are places I can go swimming, for example, because beaches are sort of open, but not really necessarily easy to get into at any given point in time. And so um, I went on a hike last weekend to a place near me, which I won't say because I don't want people to go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's a really big like nature preserve and there's this fun little like beach area and I really liked it because there's some other spots that I've seen or gone to, but they've gotten kind of crowded because there's not a lot of open public spaces where you can just go where you don't have to like sign up for a slot or a ticket or whatever, or if it's just closed down. And because you have to kind of like hike in and there's no cars that can park nearby, I think that cuts down on the people. So I was like, ah, so I've been making like a mental map of places where I can go swimming either legally or illegally. And that's what I'm geeking out about. Love that. Well, look at that because you just set us up for our next surprise and we're going to do rapid fire questions. Oh so. no. <laughs> I didn't prep for this. I didn't plan. <laughs> here, here we're, we're unlearning oh, perfectionism. <laughs> So we have just a few seconds to answer. If you want to kick us off, Rachel, feel free and feel the share. Like my brain doesn't Happy know how to do this. Happy I'm like too. sweating already. All right, let's do this. I got right. you. I got you, right. Felicia. All I'm right. Banana. Feel. Just remember, banana. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. On safe your Is there a safe word for this part? Because yeah, <laughs> mine's banana. Okay, banana. We, I'm happy to go banana. All right. So, Ready? Yes. Set. Sure. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Assuming coronavirus was gone tomorrow and it, it was safe to physically mingle, the first thing I would do is. Yeah, well, I can answer this one. Do it. <laughs> um, I would go to all the restaurants that I've been avoiding and I would go to a giant concert. Oh my God. Yes. I would 1000% be up for going to a concert. I need to see my Alanis Morissette. She was supposed to be performing yeah. this summer. I was supposed to go to my very first festival this yes. summer. I would also travel. Jam. Oh, travel. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd, I'd like to, as, we just, I, as we just both shared that yeah. we would have been traveling. <laughs> yeah. I would really like to go to Boston to see my, my people. Mm -hmm. So. 
We are like dying here because the next question we were going to ask is assuming coronavirus has gone tomorrow, the first concert I would want. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. We are mind readers. Alanis Um, (laughs) Morissette and and Incubus. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll say, so, so my partner, Steve is really big into like fish and Grateful Dead and I'm not so big into them. Um, But he convinced me to agree to going to this festival this summer, which is obviously canceled at this point, but it was supposed to involve like camping, which I'm also not big into. And I was like, kind of looking forward to it. And um, it's obviously not happening. So part of me, it's happy because I don't have to camp. But part (laughs) of me was like, I was going to try it and expand my comfort zone. But I would also really like to go to a Beyonce concert, I'll say, Mm. because I watched Homecoming and I was very jealous that I wasn't present there. Not that I would have been (laughs) because why would I ever, I'm not a Coachella person, but I was like, this would make me go. So that was- Did you hear what they were going to call Coachella? They were going to call it Coachella. (laughs) Yeah. So that would be, I would go again. I don't know. Will concerts come back? I don't know. Uh, Once there's a, once we've got herd immunity, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. So- all right, go, go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Who is the MVP of your fantasy girl squad? Oh, I just feel so trite every time I say it. Also, I don't love the word girl, but that's just me. <laughs> My woman squad. Woman squad. Is this like famous it. people? You know, I'm always going to put Oprah on my bench. Like, she's always going to be the one for me because I just, I just. You, you love the woman. <laughs> Her and Brene, but yeah. Oh my God, this question is so hard. I don't know. Outside of everyone else on this call, by the way, this, this episode. Yeah, I mean, everyone on this call is on my fantasy squad, but yeah. I mean, are we, if we're talking like famous people or like, yeah. what is the purpose of this, of this lady squad? Mm. Like, what is our mission? Lady squad. <laughs> I like it. Like, what are, what is our mission? Should we choose to accept it? Because I think that's going to determine who my key player is. The world, right? You just have to take over the world. Oh, God. Isn't that the mission of every lady squad? (laughs) I mean, yes. Uh, um, Well, I guess I'll just have to go back to Beyonce because I think she's like a superhero secretly. But I want to think more about this one. So I'm going to have to like do a rapid fire. It's rapid fire. I'm going to do a Twitter follow up because this is a good question, but I want to think about it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Rapid fire. The best meal I've ever eaten is. (sighs) I okay. I'm I'm like a little obsessed right now with um with tuna, with like straight up raw tuna and grilled tuna. (laughs) Tuna's cracking up. Sorry, (laughs) I love it so much. I wasn't expecting that. I was all in the group to hear it, and Uh, he's like, like tuna. I love tuna. And all I can think of is the last meal I had, which was just like the perfectly grilled, uh, went over to a friend's mm. and they have a grill and they grilled the tuna and it was just perfect. And then they got the zucchini out of their garden and they grilled the zucchini and the squash and the onion. And then we'd have this lovely salad and then we had watermelon for dessert. And was there rosé? Yes. And it was just a perfect meal. And I know it just happened, but it was really, really, really the one of the best meals. Mm. 
Yeah, I I will say I've been eating real well this quarantine because Steve is not a trained professional chef, but he is just as good, if not better. Yes. Um, So one thing that he's been making for me recently is um, scallops because they've been on sale here, weirdly. And so he made this amazing dish with like pesto from turnip greens and like herbs from our garden and all sorts of stuff and we had it over salad and it was just really really delicious um so that's i think recently one of my best meals but in general i would probably have to go back to a trip that i took a couple years ago to south africa and i just had some amazing meals there and can't even tell you what I ate, but just, it was one of the things where you're like, I want to take pictures of every single thing as though that person, because it's just like trying to remember the deliciousness of it all and had some great, great times there. Love it. All right. If I were not a CEO, I would be. Uh, I would be, uh, I'd probably work for the city of San Diego. I think that's, that's zoo. Maybe the zoo. But also <laughs> the city. I would also work for the city. I very much believe in the city a lot. And I think it needs some help and I want to work for it at some point in the future. Yeah, I would probably still be running programs at a company like VMware. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. The best sound in the world is... The sound of Felicia's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Best answer. You liar. (laughs) The way you got close to the mic, that was like an ASMR clip right there. Like the sound. (laughs) Felicia, now you got to have this like, I don't know. Well, now I've been put in a very tough position because. Now you have to say it's my voice. I have to say it's my voice. Well, I will say. Um, when we first started podcasting, um, we both had, it was not like natural and Rachel would get really angry at me because I would I be, wouldn't get you were not angry, but I remember, I definitely remember being in a room at impact hub and we were trying to record something for like our intro and you were like, Oh my God, stop messing it up. <laughs> Cause I just like, couldn't talk into the microphone very well. No, you know what? No, no. The only time I would get mad is when you say, cause you do this, you'll say, um, I can't speak or I can't talk if you like stumble over a word or two once. And I'm like, yes, you can. You just did a little thing. It's all fine. Yeah. So um, my point with all that being said is that I would listen to the podcast episodes after they were recorded and they would be part of like my gym routine. And I would listen because as we got into it, I was like, we're having like these really great conversations. And I've definitely said this to you before, Rachel, but I definitely think Rachel has a better like radio podcast than my nasally voice but um (laughs) so I I will give you that as a return but in general the best sound I I have to say I think like thunderstorms and rainstorms is just a very soothing sound and we've been having a lot of rain here in the Boston area the last couple days and we had these crazy thunderstorms over the weekend even this morning actually and while part of me is like oh stop it it's summer I want to go outside the other part's like (laughs) yeah and i will say and yes outside of felicia's voice for me 100 percent, it's the ocean like i can't i it's literally the most there's can i just tell a really funny thing is um 
one of the last times that I was on the tee in Boston and it was just like packed and I was with Mark where it was like rush hour on the way back and I was just like and there was just like people yelling and I was just and it was ugh and I was just like and I was feeling a little like anxious I did manage to get a seat so I got to sit I got to sit and then but I was like breathing heavy and then Mark gave me his um he had these uh wi-fi uh Bluetooth headphones and he put them in my ear and they had a setting where you could just put it on ocean sounds. Oh, cool. And he did that for me and I instantly felt calmer. Oh, so I'm just saying that's nice. ocean sounds. <laughs> Love it. All right. I'm never going to waste my time again doing. <laughs> yeah, I can answer this one. Um, I ran a half marathon two years ago at this point and it was one of the biggest mistakes of my life to be very honest you're so funny you're just wearing the wrong shoes i messed my feet up so bad that i'm still paying for it today and i i was just like so fit and so into it and then i like ruined myself so you know i did it to prove a point to myself i proved it but i'm never gonna do that again and i, I don't like running anyway so i don't know why i tried to do this it was a mistake. <laughs> uh, and I honestly don't that I have an answer for this because I don't think that I don't view any of my time as really wasted. Even the time that other people would consider wasted, I, I feel like it's, it's a necessary thing. So maybe it'll be alcohol after this month. I don't know. But that's, that's, that's literally the only thing I can think of is maybe drinking, but I'm not even willing to commit to that. Like, I feel like <laughs> every minute I spend watching even garbage Netflix is time that I need. Hmm. And I'm not going to let that go. All right. So I like that. I can get behind that. All right. No regrets. No I like regrets. That. Um, one word my employees would use to describe me. Oh, if- my God. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Beautiful. Incredible. Amazing. That lady. Yes. Um, amazing. <laughs> delightful. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what other superlatives could I come up with. No, I feel like you should answer that, not us. Yeah. Here we were thinking that you all were going to be like shy. And you're like, amazing, fantastic, superheroes. <laughs> Clearly, you need to get to know us a little better. Right, you're right. I will say, I have, I believe, <clears throat> I've heard both of you at different times <laughs> say, the best bosses ever. <laughs> this is true. Facts, facts only. I agree with you. All right. And our last one is my, I didn't do this. I just want to make a disclaimer that I did not write this. Uh Uh-oh. My favorite podcast guest was. Oh, damn. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This would be an awkward answer for you. I'm like, who did we have on our podcast? (laughs) Oh my I gosh. Mean, besides Vienna and Fatima. Yeah, um. besides y'all. But I feel like we need to do another one where we ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really, unfair. I will say, to that point, you're not our guests. Yeah. You're, like, we are your guests, if anything, on this podcast adventure. So I'll be on we'll it. Put a pin in that for later. Um, uh, there were actually, there were quite a few, like, um, one of my favorites, honestly, is with one of the other consultants that we work with a lot, Chris, um, Chris Haig, uh, they're amazing. And I just always learn so much from them. So that's, 
that's probably one of my favorite podcasts from like the DEI perspective. And then I would say, so actually one of my, one of my other favorites is from the, more on the community side is Emily Green, mm. who was, uh, I just remember like Felicia and I just like being blown away by her story. We were just like, what you did? What? <laughs> and that was very fun. So those are just the two top of mind for me. Yeah, that was, I, I loved Emily's one too. Um, I think the other one that is just jumping to mind for whatever reason is another consultant that we kind of work with um, from time to time, Thomas Harwell. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's just so great anyway, but I just remember we started off the podcast just talking about Black Panther and it was just <laughs> like such a fun deep dive into that whole experience. Um, yeah, but you know, we've had fun in almost all of our podcasts. Yeah. Not all of them. Almost all of them. <laughs> almost. Oh yeah. This, yeah, the reverse question, please don't ask. <laughs> we loved all of our guests. They were all great in their yes. own way. Yes. Agreed. Is that it? Are we done? Are we off the hook? I'm so sweaty now too, also. But it's also warm. That's it. <laughs> Whew. All right. Y'all were amazing. Oh, <laughs> Stop it. Like we uh, said. I, we, I, know, I, was, I was just about to say all day. <laughs> that was horrible. I mean, <laughs> did I call it or did I call it? <laughs> you did call um, it. We need to do an episode with, where we turn the tables and we learn about YouTube because yes. you are also very interesting, wonderful human beings that the world should know more about. So... That'll be on episode 200, so you guys can <laughs> God only knows where we'll be at that point. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. We appreciate it. We appreciate yes. you. And uh, we appreciate all the listeners who stuck with us through this very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting us ask you all these questions and for letting us into your lives. Oh, Always. Thank you. Thanks to all our listeners for spending some time geeking out with us. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and review us on iTunes. Every review helps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next interview. And tell all your friends. New episodes drop every Tuesday. (laughs) Check us out at She Geeks Out on all the things. And in case you're wondering what those things are, they are Twitter, Insta, FB, otherwise known as Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, of course. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.